What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Regenhard, and with Southwest Florida Real Producers today, we're going to be talking with Adnan Dedict, one of our top producing agents with Compass Realty. Adnan, it's great having you on. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Andrew. It's going to be awesome. So Adnan was actually born in Germany after his parents uh, decided to flee Bosnia. Eventually, his family decided to move to the United States in upstate New York. Uh, which later led them to move down to the Sarasota area here in Florida. Adnan <clears throat> graduated from FGCU with a degree in health science. Four years later, he decided to get into real estate and has been loving it ever since. Adnan enjoys innovating and creating, and that finds it to benefit him within the real estate world. So today we're going to be talking about new technology, new kind of a realm with around the real estate kind of that meta world that we've kind of heard and seen online so we're excited to kind of dive in so um without further ado adnan uh give the listeners a little up to date on who you are and um and how real estate's going for you yeah definitely so obviously in this crazy market real estate's been insane um got in real estate about five years ago and kind of trickled my way up to be one of the top producers in the industry um definitely a crazy crazy um crazy experience overall and obviously there's 22,000 agents from Sarasota to Naples so it's super super competitive um the way that I kind of made myself stick out and stand out is just the different ways of marketing that I do and obviously everyone has their own separate ways um but I definitely incorporate a lot of technology to kind of expand my presence and grab as many sellers and buyers that I can that's awesome well you're doing great um Adnan was actually featured a long time ago, about two years ago, as an up-and-coming rising star, and he's definitely surpassed that, and uh, he's on the road to uh, being in the top, top percent of the best of the best. So uh, pretty awesome um, to see your growth already. Yeah, so. I appreciate that. Now, you, you already dabble um, in very, um, you know, involved within the meta world, as they call it. Um, first of all, can you explain what a meta world is? Yeah, so... The way everything is ran right now is in like a 2D internet aspect. So you type in a domain address, let's say google.com, and you're browsing Google like with you on the computer. The way the metaverse works is you actually have your own character inside the metaverse where you have your virtual uh, VR glasses on. And with that character, you're actually in the so-called metaverse where you experience the domains in a 3D version. Gotcha. So so we're already in the meta world or we've been in the meta world since the internet's been in existence right Correct, so, yep. but in a two-dimensional and exactly. so what you're saying is pretty much the meta world now um with the virtual reality and everything like that you're now in a three-dimensional in some sense right correct yeah and it's kind of trippy to say but like when you have those vr glasses on you can actually visit let's say adidas.com but with your own virtual character so you're actually walking around the adidas store in the virtual world where you can literally go grab a pair of sneakers look at it hold it and feel it and be like, wow, this actually could fit me. And then when you buy it, your metaverse character gets it. And then also they're shipped to your house for you to have them. It's kind of crazy to like think about and say, but that's what's happening right now. I mean, it makes sense when you think about, okay, I'm going to go online. Yep. I'm going to look at these new shoes, right? And I can see them through my screen, yep. right? But it is, again, like you said, two-dimensional. It's just right there. You can spin in the 360s or whatever, yep. but that's cool. But the meta world is actually holding it and feeling in a sense in, in some way, right? Obviously, Correct. it's not in your hands, but yep. I see what you're saying. Interesting. Um, so what for the listen, what got you like curious about this meta world? So... 
in college my junior year, um, I did an event. Um, it was a Shark Tank event, and I ended up selling one of my uh, inventions to one of the guys from Shark Tank. It was like a preliminary show. Um, from there, I kind of picked up different um, colleagues that I hooked up with, and they all got me into the tech space, which is just growing like exponentially. Oh, yeah. Um, and then from there, it was kind of like, you know, crypto this, crypto that. And then all of a sudden, Meta, Meta World came out of nowhere. Um, and that's kind of how I got into it. Really starting off with Bitcoin and then being part of a crypto project um, here locally and then just really expanding it to that area. That's awesome. So to transition uh, um, from the Meta World into the real estate world, um, it's not that much of a transition because it's almost they're working together, right? You've you've yeah. kind of been experiencing that. So what do you, you know, for the future of real estate and agents in general, do you predict this having a play, this Meta World to, so to have a play within real estate? The way, the way they're kind of focusing in on, so think about right now when you go look at a home on Zillow, right? Yeah. You can look at it like a, at a Matterport or right. you can look at photos or a video. Right, right, right. So with the metaverse, what they're literally doing is they're taking, let's say you take your house if you live in Naples or Fort Myers and you can literally go to a metaverse designer and be like, put my house on a plot of land in the metaverse and then you could link it and send it out to the general public. And if the general public has those 3D glasses, they can legit walk through your home and see every design and aspect of your home within the metaverse. So that way they're actually seeing the home in a virtual world but they don't have to be here physically to actually experience what it looks like and kind of walk through the home and things like that so have you been able to see that in action yet i have in a house in miami wow now and it's it's curious is, is meta port like meta <clears throat> like the or matterport excuse me is that is that enough tech or um, enough data or quality or whatever to be able to get it to a <laughs> meta world like no. walkthrough? No. So, yeah. so is this something that, you know, all the photographers and videographers are going to have to upgrade all this stuff or like, what's kind of like, what do you foresee the step for that? It's going to, you can't really just have a photographer, a videographer do it. You need a, a developer to actually design it. Uh. So just like you have like a builder and architect here to build a physical plot of land and physical like real estate yeah that same thing applies to the virtual world where you need an actual like real estate virtual developer to design this home and build it for you that makes sense and a lot of people what the way they're doing it too is um cars for example they can build you 3d cars in the metaverse and you can drive them with a virtual set and like a virtual steering wheel and you can see how that car actually operates like on a track um and then also boats as well so are you looking <laughs> are you looking at this meta world as a in addition to your current world, right, in, in your current life, yep. are you looking at this meta world as an alternative uh, to your current world and current life? Kind of, yeah. So it's super, super um, early stages right now. Um, and I think it's going to be a couple year, a couple years, I should say, before it actually develops into something. But I think whoever's on board now and kind of grasps the concept of it will be pretty set in the future. Yeah. But the biggest thing is trying to understand it. Like, what is this? What am I even doing? Because if you actually like play in the metaverse, it's kind of, it's, it's a video game. Right. And the graphics are still kind of outdated and they're not what they should be yet. Right. <clears throat> Interesting. Because a lot of people, when they talk about the meta world, they're like, why would I, you know, why would I want this fake life? You know, yeah. why, why would I want this? Why, why not just do it in person or whatnot? So a lot of people are thinking of it as like an alternative you know, they can have a little studio apartment and, you know, live in this crazy mansion online, you know, or whatever it might be. So it's a yeah. very different where others you're saying, oh, like you can use it as shopping. You can go there and, you know, pick out your, you know, shoes and then it's yeah. shipped to your doorstep or your car. You test it out and then you go, 
you know, yeah. buy the car or whatever. I mean, just think about how convenient everything is right now. So you go on Amazon, you type in what you want, and it's in your door within 24 hours, right? Yep. Um, but like, example, right now, if you wanted to go to Lululemon, you're going to have to fight the traffic, be at Lululemon in 30 minutes, and it's kind of, you know, paying the ass to do that. Yeah. Um, versus what the metaverse is going to be is you hop into your 3D glasses, you go to Lululemon virtually, you try on clothes, and you can see what they look like on you virtually, and be like, okay, I like these, and then just place the order, and it's to your door within 24 hours. Interesting. Crazy. So it's just the whole convenience of it. I think that's what they're trying to. And I think it's a good thing, but also it's a bad thing because it's taking you away from actual the real world. It is, you know, which is kind of sad, which we, you know, sometimes you see that, you know, especially with kids or whatever, you know, they're so addicted to it. Um, It's a pros and cons because uh, if it is the future, they're getting a head start by being involved in it at an early age. But at the same time, yeah, you're not experienced the world. Like, uh, for example, my nephew, he's obsessed with uh, Minecraft Mm -hmm. and he knows everything about it. And that's literally what the metaverse is. And I told my sister, I was like, just let him keep playing this game. Because if he understands the concept of this game and he actually understands how to play and, you know, create things in there, he'll be pretty successful later in life because that's where everything is going. It's all virtual. So what is a metaverse realtor? And do you think it's going to be the future in selling real estate? I think it will be, to be honest with you. So uh, you can buy metaverse plots or lands or houses on a couple exchanges. The most popular one is Decentraland. Um but it's really confusing for like someone that doesn't understand it. You go into central land and you're like, what am I buying? I'm literally buying a, a pixel of a square, right? Um, so with the metaverse realtor, you know, it's just like a real estate agent. They're going to tell you where you want to buy based on location and locations, everything. So in the metaverse, you want to be closest to the big hubs. And if you're the closest to the big hubs, that's where the most traffic is going to flow through. Just like, you know, in Naples, you want to be west of 41 or even Fort Myers west of 41 or close to the beaches. Same thing applies to the metaverse. It's you always want to look for location. Makes sense. So how how can you buy a piece of land in the metaverse? Um, again, you can go to <laughs> Central Land and just kind of find so something. Just, just like, yep. you know, and then uh, for five bucks or how much? <laughs> the least expensive one kind of g- goes for twenty five hundred. The most expensive plot of land sold for six point five million. Six point five million. Six point five million for a plot of land for but it's not a plot of land. It's like a plot of virtual. land. It's like an IP address. Pretty much. Yeah. So think about how much like Google.com is worth right now. Right. Or Nike.com. It's probably worth tens and tens of millions of dollars. But now apply that to an actual 3d version of a domain instead of a 2d. And that's the same thing. Like if you went on GoDaddy and you somehow stumbled upon Nike.com, if you had that domain and Nike wanted it, you could sell it to them for $20, $30 million. Correct. So think about now, if you're buying a 3D version of a plot of land and you owned it in 10 years, 10 years from now, what that's going to be worth? Oh, my gosh. $6.5 million, though. 6.5. There's some nice houses here for in For $6.5 million, houses. right? That you can actually be in you and can have be people in, over. Enjoy. Yeah. Yep. Not put a headset on. I mean, think about um, even like the NFTs. And I think that's where the future is going to go because the NFT tech is incredible. But like NFTs, little JPEGs of like a monkey or like an ape, those are selling for, you know, two to $10 million and people are buying them. And it's just literally a a photo. So what's going to happen eventually is right now, if you think about your home, you have just a 2D version of a a photo and that's stagnant, right? So what's going to happen eventually is you're going to have photo frames all around your home and it's going to be a thing where people project their NFTs into those photo frames. And it's going to be kind of like a contest where like you walk into your friend's house and your friend can be like, look at the NFT I just bought and let it go from their phone and throw it up on the photo frame in their home. And you can kind of change the photo frame based on the theme like of a party that you have. 
So let's say you have a Super Bowl party and you have 10 frames around your home and you are a Packers fan. You're going to want to throw Packers logos all around these photo frames so it can be like a Packers themed party. So instead of a stagnant, you know, photo where you just mm-hmm. it sits there and just playing on the wall, now you can change it every single day to whatever you want. Interesting. All right. It's crazy. So walk us through if I was like, man, you know, I believe you. I want to buy this yep. plot of land in the metaverse and this decentralized whatever, yep. right? Um, how do I do that? Can, can do you take credit card? Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, what's the process? Yeah. What does that take? So you got to convert it either to Ethereum or Bitcoin. Um, okay. And then so there's crypto, also okay. Decentraland has their own um, currency and so do the other pl- uh, different plots of providers. Um, but usually Ethereum works the best. You buy Ethereum, you transfer it over to your uh, MetaMask wallet onto the internet. And then from there, you can purchase anything you want on Decentraland. Your MetaMask wallet wow. is pretty much like a credit card. So it's like a credit card yep. for the, the crypto world. Yep. Interesting. So you're obviously very passionate about it. Yeah. And you think it's going to grow. So I think I already know the answer, you know, but do you think investing in the meta wor- world or metaverse is a good or bad investment? I mean, obviously, it's always a risk, but it makes you want to think, too. Like, what is the reason that Crypto.com bought the Staples Center for the next 20 years? And they spent close to a billion dollars on that. You know, what's the reason that Facebook went to the meta instead of Facebook anymore? Even like Bill Gates and like Jeff Bezos, they're all approaching the metaverse. And everyone's like, oh, it's still, you know, too far ahead. You know, I don't want to be part of it now, but it's like you be part of it now and 10 years on the road, it could be worth millions, you know, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. And the metaverse right now is worth, you know, close to a trillion dollars. So it's why not be part of it and take the risk. Even if you spend 10 grand, 10 grand is a lot of money to you know a lot of people. But if you have the money, you can spend 10,000 on plotted land and just hold it. That could be worth, you know, a million to two million dollars within five years. I've seen crazy things happen where you buy, you know, small crypto coins that oh yeah people don't even well, know the about. Bitcoin. I mean, yeah. look at that, right? Yeah. People are like, oh my gosh, it's you know cents, dollars, whatever, and now it's you know forty thousand or whatever. Yeah, like I, I know people that bought Bitcoin. I had a buddy of mine who's a developer, and uh, he bought Bitcoin when it was like fifty bucks, and he still has Facebook statuses on his Facebook where it's like buy Bitcoin now, and people laughed at him because like what's Bitcoin? Uh, but he used to have like in his AOL chat room. Uh, Bitcoin parties where whoever was in his chat room, he'd he'd make it rain Bitcoin. So if there's 10 people in this chat room, he'd literally throw 50 to 100 Bitcoins to each person. That's crazy. Yeah. So imagine how much that's worth now. It's just raining millions. Exactly. Literally. Pretty much. Jeez. Interesting. So I bet everyone's going to ask, do you have a plot of land in the meta world? I have a couple. There you go. Plots of land. Investing. Um, couple of bigger pieces away from the hub and then some that are closer to the hub. Nice. And obviously you can develop whatever you want on them, houses, boats, um, cars, whatever you want. But my whole thing is my strategy really is to hold it and then eventually sell it off to like a larger corporation like Nike, Adidas, one of those guys, because they're going to want the foot traffic that comes through the hub. And whoever comes through the hub is going to explore these different domains or worlds. Um, but they're going to end up building like their stores on there. So pe- when people walk their characters around yeah. those sta- stores, they're going to see, you know, Nike.com, Louis, Gucci, all that fun stuff. Interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. <clears throat> well, we could sit here and talk about yeah, uh, so Worlds for a long it. time. But there's three questions that all guests get answer, or yeah. get asked. And so I'd love to hear your answers to it. The first one is, uh, how has a failure or apparent failure set you up for a later success? And do you have a favorite failure of yours? There is one that kind of set the whole path in my life, and that was uh, uh, when I played a ho- uh, basketball in high school. I dislocated both my ankles, and I always Ouch. thought 
you know, back then, like, what was the reasoning for that? Because, you know, I had had offers to go play college ball, was going to go play college basketball. And then all of a sudden, you know, that happens. And it's like, what do I do now? And that kind of positioned me to kind of think more inside and within. It's like, what can I accomplish myself? And I think if that never happened, I never would have been, um, never been so successful in like the outside world with like tech or real estate. I would just would have known basketball. And that's all I knew at the time. Like I yeah. never really studied school. All I cared about was basketball. Yeah. So that kind of expanded my horizon to figure out who I actually was and then kind of go out there in the world and accomplish what I actually can. That's super cool. It's yeah. amazing. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, or you've just lost that focus temporarily, yeah. what do you do? How do you uh, that? So I love nature. So just being outside, whether it's with my dog or just taking a walk and just like, I'm a big part of like meditating. So whenever I feel kind of lost, stressed out, you know, just anxious, I'll go outside and just lay in the grass with my dog and just hang out and then kind of like regenerate that way. Interesting. Love it. Yeah. Um, what are bad, what are some bad recommendation or advice that you hear in the industry? And this can be real estate. It can be a better world. You know, yeah. you gotta get people. Um, I think my biggest pet peeve about the whole real estate industry is you never obviously want to tell your clients that they got the house until you see a written contract. And I, I don't do this personally, but I know some agents that do where they'll be like, Hey, Andrew, you and your clients won the offer. Congratulations. But you know, I still didn't send you the contract and I'll tell you, uh, we'll send you the contract in a couple hours and a couple hours goes by. And then you get a text message. Hey, sorry, Andrew, someone else beat you up. And it's like, you just told me we got it. And I mm-hmm. already told my clients. So I know a couple agents who've done that to me and it's kind of, kind of shitty to be honest, where it's like, why would you tell me that? And then all of a sudden get everyone excited and then say something else. Right. You know, don't say it until you have it in writing. Mm-hmm. Don't tell your clients anything until you have it in writing. Right. Yeah. Don't, uh, what count your chickens before they hatch. Exactly. Something like that. Yep, exactly. All right. Interesting. So Adnan, it's been, uh, it's time has flown by. Definitely. Um, I would love to keep chatting. I now have a million questions and a lot of research about this, uh, decentralized land. Yeah. And, all this meta world that I want to definitely pick your brain a little bit more about. I'm curious. Um, I've been a, a nerd when I was younger as well and definitely was always tech forward. Yep. Um, so I'm curious on what's going on. Look forward to chatting with you a little bit more. But uh, thank you again for joining us today. It was an absolute pleasure chatting yeah, with you. I appreciate it, Andrew. It was a great time. Yeah. So as always, the RP experience is extremely thrilled to have you on here. Uh, we're here at the Venture X podcast studio. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. See you guys. See you guys.